0: Today, Pastor Ray Bentley points out prayer should be a normal part of our everyday lives.
1: It is human to pray because prayer is a word of dependence. Those who pray know that they are weak, but He is strong. And it's a beautiful word. It's a absolutely glorious and beautiful word. Prayer is something then that can be learned, and prayer is best learned by practicing it.
0: Welcome to Maranatha Radio with Pastor Ray Bentley. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ soon return, the whole gospel to the whole world. Can you imagine having a relationship with someone and not being able to communicate? That'd be tough. Communication is at the core of relationships. Well, today Pastor Ray points out our relationship with God is undergirded through the spiritual communication channel called prayer. Let's learn to do it right.
1: Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 11. We're going to talk about something very, very special, prayer. All right, well, let me give just a brief introduction, and we're we're going to just look at the first four verses of Luke chapter 11, uh, the Lord's Prayer, which in many ways is uh, the church's prayer, or it's the believer's or disciple's prayer. We get uh, the Lord's Prayer in John chapter 17. But this is the prayer that he taught us to pray after this manner. But the beauty of prayer, first of all, I think of John the Baptist, and as I, if you want to follow along a little bit in your notes, uh, the spirit-filled life of John the Baptist. Now, when I think of John the Baptist, when you think of John the Baptist, immediately we think, wow, prophet of God, you know, this wild man with the, you know, who lived in the desert, and he had you know, long hair with that Nazarite vow. He lived in the wilderness, he lived alone, and he walked through the deserts during the hot days and through the cold nights underneath the stars lived inside of caves and slept there and ate locusts and wild honey and with wild eyes said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and literally John the Baptist began preaching. There were no people around. He was down by the Jordan River there in the south. He started preaching to the mountains to bow down. He started preaching to nature uh, to worship the Creator. And we don't know even how it happened, but all of us, uh, apparently, you know, two guys you can imagine walking kind of out on the wilderness road there in uh, the area probably near Jericho and, and where the Jordan River meet. Uh, they, they hear this guy yelling out in the desert. They go out to see him and a power and a presence of God is there. Now listen, Israel had not heard the voice of a prophet in 350 years, a long time. And all of a sudden, whoever it was that heard him were pierced, they were convicted. And the reason, you know where conviction comes from? That you know you're in the presence of God, the Holy One of Israel. And conviction comes. Man, I've, all your sin, you know, gets stirred up like the bottom of a muddy river. And so he says, come in and be, and repent, turn around, return to the Lord and serve him, make way for the king is coming. Well, the, I can imagine these two guys hearing it. They respond. They go to Jerusalem and they go, oh man, you guys, you know, and there was religion in Jerusalem, but it was kind of dead. Uh, it was the motions and, and, It had lost the spirit and they said, man, listen, you need to go into the deserts where the prophets of Old Spoke, there's a guy that we think is a prophet. He was wild. He had wild eyes and he dressed like a prophet. He looked like a prophet. We haven't seen this in centuries. And so a few more go out. Maybe it doesn't go out. They come back and their lives are changed. They go out and get baptized. And now hundreds of people start coming. Thousands of people start coming. Eventually, nobody's going into, you know, the synagogues or the temple or anything. And they're going out to hear this man. So, you know, what pastor is doing when nobody shows up on Sunday? Hey, where'd everybody go? Well, they, you know, they, they all went down to La Jolla Shores. You know, there's some guy down there yelling and screaming. And, and people are excited and getting baptized. So, you know, if nobody's coming here, then the pastors or the priests go out there to see what's going on. And then he says, who warned you of the wrath to come, you brood of vipers, you bunch of snakes, you know, you lazy, you know, good for nothing. And he's just ripping into them, telling them, you need to repent. Uh, Of course, they didn't take too kindly to it. But where did the the power come from in John the Baptist? We know that he was a prophet, we know that he became a martyr, had his head chopped off because he told the truth. But the most important thing about John is and what made him unique and different and special for the day and the hour was prayer. John was a prophet because he was a man of prayer. Listen. I'm not saying that God is going to call you and I to be prophets on the scale of John the Baptist, but here's what I am saying. God doesn't need in this hour one John the Baptist. God needs thousands of John the Baptists and John the Baptist sisters who will go before the Lord and who will pray and call upon the name of the Lord and hear what God is saying to his church in this day and in this hour. And that only comes through prayer. And, and look, John had a miraculous birth. Uh, we know the story of, of John and his mother, Elizabeth. We know that he was filled with the Holy Spirit even before he was born. And yet, John had to pray. And pray he did. He prayed by the hour and carried on this conversation with the Holy One of Israel. Um, He was privileged to present the Messiah to Israel. And how did he do it? Because he prayed and he listened. And God told him, I'm going to bring one to you. Who is he, Lord? I will show you. The one upon whom you see the spirit descend in the form of a dove. Because he was in prayer, John heard and knew who the Messiah was when God actually sent him the first time. May I say that I believe it's possible today for the body of Christ, his bride, who now have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, if we will pray, we can be a generation that hears the voice of the Spirit saying once again, prepare your ways, repent of your sins, and get ready for the King is coming back soon. And we can know it and we can hear it and sense it. Yes, God is raising up, you know, men like uh, Pastor Chuck, and, and he has a prophetic voice into our ear through the teaching of the Word. Yes, God can raise up a Joel Rosenberg and give us more details to the prophetic scenario as it's being played out before our very eyes. But yes, we can hear personally, individually, as God's own sons and daughters, we can pick up on the voice of the Spirit saying, I'm coming back soon. Get ready, stop messing around. No compromise, my son or my daughter. You are my holy ones. Get ready for a royal marriage. I want to do great and mighty things in you and through you, amen? Now how many wanna pick up on that? How many would love to hear the voice of the Spirit? Pray, then pray. John had to pray. Jesus said that John was the greatest of the prophets. He says, of all who have gone before John, okay, we're going back to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, uh, David, Daniel, Jeremiah, and all the rest, Jesus said, of all who have gone before, none is greater than John the Baptist. And yet John had to depend upon prayer. Now, the disciples were watching John and even some of the disciples of John who saw his prayer life and that he was able to discern the first coming of the Messiah began to follow Jesus. And now Jesus has his disciples surrounding him. They notice something obviously different about him. And in the beginning, it's his parables, it's his teaching, but then the power, the power that comes with his words, that they had not seen. There was not a priest who had that kind of power. There was not a rabbi who, when he opened his mouth, had the kind of power that Jesus had. And so they watched him and they followed him and they studied him. And then what was it about Jesus that this powerful, raw glory of God, God Almighty came and touched and and just consumed disease, destroyed uh, leprosy, created eyes that were blind to be able to see, raised the dead. And the one thing that all of them agreed, do you see his prayer life? Do you see, you know, every morning they begin following him, And whoever it is, there's always the early bird, right? Somebody wakes up, they're the first one to wake up, and they can't go back to sleep, and all of a sudden they get up, they're stretching, they look around, Jesus is always the first one up. It was his habit to get up early in the morning before all of the others, and where is he? He's out walking, and what is he doing? He's out talking to his father. And what is the father saying? He's giving him today your instructions. Today, and and it was, it didn't matter the multitudes and what the crowd wanted him to do, if the father said, I want you to go to this village, you're going to meet one man, or you're going to go to this village and meet one woman, and here's what's going to happen. Then Jesus would say, thank you, Daddy. I have my instructions. And then he would go and do it. And the glory of God came to pass. So. I think it's very interesting here as we'll see that the disciples did not ask them what a lot of, you know, young believers and disciples today would ask, hey, uh, show us how to preach like you, Jesus. Show us how to be a preacher like you or a teacher like you. They didn't ask that. Or others would say, show us how to do the miracles that you do. That's not what they asked either. If we were with them, we would ask the same thing. Show us how to pray like that. If we can pray like that, could we see even a little bit of that glory that comes through prayer? Listen, we are living in a time where it's back to basics, daily being in your Bible, daily reading, and daily praying, and and yes, having a time of prayer in the morning and a time of prayer before you go to sleep, and then walking in an attitude of prayer. Uh, Prayer is a, a spiritual word for conversation. And that conversation can go on all day long. And then, when you begin praying all day long, just in your attitude, guess what happens? You start praying even in your sleep. And all of a sudden, you know, your your wife will wake you up and say, hey, you know, what do you, so you wake up and you go, what? And she goes, you were singing in your sleep. Or you have a dream. But it's not just any, you know, it's not a pizza dream. It's a dream from the Lord. Or you, you, you begin to have, you know, you remember, wow, I was having uh, a, a vision last night, or, or whatever that it is that God wants to do for you. Our Lord was a man of prayer. I put a, a few things here in scriptures in your notes. We've seen so far that at Jesus' baptism, while he was getting baptized, he was praying. Before he chose his 12 disciples, he was praying. Uh, when it says that all of a sudden the spirit began to move and the crowds began to increase... Jesus went away alone and began to pray. Before he asked the 12 their confession of faith, he prayed. At his transfiguration, it happened while he was praying. In Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon the believers while they were praying.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley will have more of today's study in just a moment. So many listeners have shared comments on what Pastor Ray's teachings on Maranatha Radio have meant to them. Pastor Ray was such a devoted servant of the Most High God and is now in the presence of his best friend and Savior, Jesus Christ. He ran the race and finished the course set before him. My love to the Bentley family and to Maranatha Ministries. Pastor Ray's teachings continue here on the radio thanks to the support from listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with Ray Bentley Ministries and Maranatha Radio, just go to our website, www.raybentley.com. That's raybentley.com. And now more of today's message from Pastor Ray Bentley.
1: Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place... When he ceased, they waited politely for him to be finished, (laughs) that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So they recognized that both John the Baptist had a dynamic prayer life. Jesus had an overwhelming prayer life. Teach us to pray. And so in verse 2, he said to them, when you pray say this. And he begins in that famous prayer, Our Father who art in heaven. Um, one of the things I, I note here in the Gospel of Luke, since Luke is, of the four Gospels, emphasizing the humanity of Jesus, uh, because often as, as believers we, we focus on the deity of Christ, which He is deity, His incarnation he is God manifest in the flesh. We almost forget His humanity. Luke emphasizing that. And so Luke, more than any other gospel, talks about the prayer life of Jesus. It is human to pray because prayer is a word of dependence. Those who pray know that they are weak, but he is strong. And it's a beautiful word. It's a absolutely glorious and beautiful word. Prayer is something then that can be learned And prayer is best learned by practicing it. Now, as we go through this prayer, uh, just a little bit, phrase by phrase, Jesus is giving us a model uh, prayer. In other words, what he did not want us to do is memorize it and then regurgitate it, recite it word by word, without really thinking about it and think that by saying it uh, alone uh, that, that somehow something magical will happen. It's a model for prayer, or it's an order of prayer, or if you will, an outline of prayer. And so it's a starting point. You can say it in you know, less than 30 seconds. And so the idea is to, to go through these various things. He shows us where to begin with prayer. And so he begins with this phrase, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And, and notice Jesus did not say my Father. We're a very me-centered uh, generation. What's in it? For me. <laughs> but when the Lord taught us to pray, you, even if you are praying alone in your little, you know, prayer closet or somewhere where you're by yourself, pray our Father. Why? Because it connects you with the whole body of Christ. Do you realize how awesome this is that we get to call God Father. Now, all of you have fathers, earthly fathers, that were not perfect, and yet our fathers can become our first image of God with all their imperfections and sometimes far worse for some of uh, you than maybe others. It can damage that ability to relate to God as a father. May I say, every child craves and yearns a loving, healthy relationship with their dad. And what was lacking or lost, perhaps, in your earthly relationship still planted the seeds of your need and desire for a father relationship. And what, whatever was lacking here, your father in heaven becomes totally and completely to minister to you and your emotional needs, uh, your human needs, your soul's needs, your spiritual needs, who, who will lead you and guide you and advise you and counsel you and direct you. And, and, and the beautiful thing about this, more and more that I appreciate as I walk with the Lord is that every one of us has a personal relationship with our father. Because he doesn't treat any two children exactly alike. I got in trouble so many times because I go, Lord, you're, look how you're dealing with me. How come you're not you know, dealing with that guy the that same way? And you know, as Jesus said to Peter, what is that to you? You and I have our own relationship. I know you, Peter, you know me. I know how to deal with you, son. I'll take care of you exactly. Your relationship, when it really boils down to it, is so personal that God will speak to you and minister to you in a way that is unique to your own weirdness, (laughs) your own way of thinking. And, and it's the most wonderful thing to realize, you know, because you know you have your little idiosyncrasies and go, wow, the Lord met me because he, he knows the way I am. And it's just so thrilling and exciting. Our Father, who art in heaven, the Father's ear is always open to his children's cry. The most powerful thing you can do every time you're anxious, every time you're nervous, every time you're afraid a thousand times a day is go, Father, and he's immediately listening, and he's right there. You can pray before you fill out a resume. You can pray, Daddy, help me. And because we not only have Father, but we can say Daddy, which is Abba, even more intimate. Romans chapter 8 says we have the spirit of adoption. So he's not only your Father. Father. Term of respect, good, but Daddy. And we also always, it seems, will have a, a child within us that has a need to be able to say, Daddy, it's an, on a deep emotional level. Uh, you know, am I, are we okay? Do you like me? Uh, do you enjoy me? Do you l- delight in me? And he certainly does. So you can pray before you fill out a resume for a job. You can, you can pray uh, before you take a test. Uh, you can pray when you're gonna do something that you're feeling a little nervous about. Uh, if all of a sudden something hits you wrong, something to happens, Uh, somebody says something or does something, or uh, you get, somebody, you know, honks and, and yells at you because you did something you weren't even trying to do on the freeway, and you're nervous, like, just pray. There are a thousand reasons just, and, and just reach out and grab his hand, and that's what he will do for you. So, relationship is where you begin, our Father, who art in heaven. He's watching over us from heaven. And, uh, you know, by the way, being a relationship word, if you don't have a relationship with God, then here's how you begin. You, you just say, Lord, I need Jesus in my life and get saved. Amen? And that's where the relationship begins. He be, the beginning of the relationship is, I forgive you of every rotten thing you've ever done in your whole life. How cool is that? And it costs you nothing. I gave everything. I paid for you with my own blood. Uh, and so we, we accept Christ into our lives and the relationship begins. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first thing that, that our Father is concerned with is that we, that we honor His name. The word hallowed, as I put here, means to revere, to respect, or to honor the name of God. You all have names that you got from your parents and usually from your father, and so the family name You want to do good for the name. How much more? You carry the name of God. is your father. And you want to honor your dad. My dad is the creator of the whole universe. And and you want to love him and you want to honor him. The name of God, which also I am, that I am means the becoming one. Where God says, I become to you whatever you need. Uh, Those, you know, Jehovah uh, Shalom. It will say Jehovah Shalom means I am become your Shalom. I become your peace. Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that heals thee. Uh, Jehovah Tsidkenu, I am the Lord who becomes your righteousness. And there's all these names as you read through the Bible you'll learn about and, and God wants, your father wants to become for you everything that you need. Everything that you need is found in the name and the presence of your Father in heaven. How cool is that? What a great dad that we have.
0: Pastor Ray Bentley with great encouragement about the way the Lord provides for our needs. Good insight today here on Maranatha Radio. Today's study is titled Prayer is Like Air. If you missed any part of the presentation, you can hear a replay on iTunes or at RayBentley.com. That's RayBentley.com. We hope you'll stop by our site today. When you're there, you can leave a few words in tribute to Pastor Ray's life and ministry. And under Media, you'll notice three words, Watch, Radio, and Devo. Three ways to enjoy Pastor Ray's insights. Plus, click About and find out more about Pastor Ray and find out how you can come into a deeper relationship with the Lord. And at the bottom of the page, you can sign up to receive Pastor Ray's daily devotions via email free of charge. Plus, you'll find other spiritual growth books and resources from Pastor Ray, including his new book called The Final Witness, an eye-opening prophetic fiction novel. So many are enjoying the full five-book series called The Elijah Chronicles. You can too. And raybentley.com is always where you'll find the best deals on Pastor Ray's resources. You can also make a donation right there on the site. Your investments help bring the whole gospel to the whole world. Our mailing address is Maranatha Radio, 10752 Coastwood Road, San Diego, California, 92127. Next time, join Pastor Ray for more from our studies in Luke. More from God's Word next time on Maranatha Radio. Maranatha, bringing the message of Christ's soon return.